Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Time to play the game. Time to play the game. TFA fam, I hope you are all doing well. Today's episode, we are going to continue our sleeper little positional run we have going on here. We already hit on quarterback and running back. Tonight, we are going to be hitting on wide receiver. Both of us have three guys we want to rattle off here, so we're just going to jump right into it. We're going to get into the goods, give you the content you guys you guys came here for Kev, lead us off here. Give us your wide receiver sleepers for 2020. And before you do it, I'm not going to let you do this again. Don't forget to subscribe, like, comment, rate, review. Do all that stuff for us. Kev, now you can have the floor. That was a good one. That was a good one because I was, I was ready for it. I, I had it teed up and, I, and ready to go. It. I knew it. So, yeah, I mean, so we're on, we're on to wide receiver now. And, and for me, I, I think there's at least three players that really stand out to me as guys who I feel like are being undervalued that really have a pretty high upside. Um, so the first one is Darius Slayton. And I, I still cannot understand Darius Slayton's ADP. He's going at wide receiver 43, 10.04. I feel like he is the number one option in this in this passing game. Um, he has clear rapport with Daniel Jones. Even through, throughout training camp, we, we continue to hear how his, he has a really strong chemistry with him. They just had a scrimmage this over this weekend. He received uh, the most targets. He uh, received five targets, which is the most of any wide receiver in that scrimmage. Now I get it. It's training camp. We don't want to overhype it. But, I mean, the guy was relatively unknown like nobody really was talking about Darius Slayton heading into last season uh, you know he played 14 games he, he still had 83 targets averaged almost six targets per game 23 deep targets which was 19th and for a player only played 14 games who really took a little bit to get acclimated um you know I, th- that's still pretty impressive so we know he's utilized as a deep threat so he has that home run hitting ability uh he had 16.6 target share 
He did end up with 48 receptions, 740 yards, eight touchdowns. He averaged 12.1 fantasy points per game. And he, I think he finished his wide receiver 36 on the season, but yet he's he's being drafted at wide receiver 43. Like it, there's just this disconnect for me. He finished, he had double digit fantasy points in nine of 14 games last year, which is exactly what you're looking for. He didn't have a ton of boom weeks, but again, for a rookie wide receiver who you know is playing with a rookie quarterback, like there's a lot to like here in Darius Slayton's profile. Like he's a he's a he's an excellent athlete, and so I I don't know I, I just don't understand why people are so uh, undervaluing him. If I can get him in the tenth round, I'm fine. I would take him in the eighth round and and not really be upset about it. I do understand that you know wide receivers have been pushed down to such a point that that probably was likely to do with some of it. But still, wide receiver 43, I just don't think is fair. I think he should be going at least wide receiver 32 to 35 range. I think that that is much more in line with where he should be going. We know that this offense is going to be terrible or excuse me this defense we know this defense is going to be terrible and so you know last year they averaged 40.6 uh pass plays per game there, there's no reason that's going to change they did nothing really to address that that, that defense that defense is still going to be horrible they're going to be playing from behind um you know then they get to play in a division where they're playing the cowboys the Redskins and the Eagles, and I mean, none of those defenses really like scare me. I think obviously the Eagles and the Cowboys defense have adequate defenses, but the, their secondaries have you know are are a little bit different this year. So I don't know. I I, I, li- I like Darius Slayton quite a bit, and I just think he's being undervalued. The next one for me is Preston Williams. Again, he was somebody uh, undrafted undrafted free agent last year, also a rookie, only played in eight games. Of course, he went down with an injury, but again, like people, I think people forget because of recency bias, like how good he was because he's going to wide receiver 55 13 12 and he actually out targeted Devonte parker like he was the guy early in the season that was getting all the targets through the first eight weeks i mean he was he had 59 targets to 48 targets to Devonte parker um he had more receiving yards uh, he also had more end zone targets. He had eight end zone targets, so only three to Devontae Parker. So um, all the reports out of camp right now that he's looking fantastic. And it looks like the Preston Williams, like everything that we heard about it last year is the same thing all all last preseason, last training camp, was how he was flashing and he was really making a name for himself. And the same thing's happening now. I, again, way, way too low. Yes, I do think the, the Dolphins' defense is going to be much, much better than it was last year. But I still think with Ryan Fitzpatrick, who has that DGAF attitude, Give me all the Preston Williams in the 13th round. And last but not least, I think we can all agree on the next one here. I know Cody, I, I, I even got to give Cody credit. Cody, you know, was on the Brian Williams or Brian Williams. And I have to give, I have to give Cody some credit here because he was all over the Brian Edwards Express even before I was. But then when I laid eyes on him, I started really looking into these rookies last year, uh, the wide receivers that were, or not, excuse me, not last year, but early this, in the season. Brian Edwards really stood out to me. I mean, the dude had an absurd 17.6 breakout age. He had a 48.4 college dominator rating, which was 94th percentile, 25.5 college target share. Honestly, I think if he didn't get hurt pre-combine, I think we're probably talking about Brian Edwards on a different team, probably getting drafted in the second round. But because of that, he fell to the third. The the Raiders drafted him there. So there is nothing that scares me away from him. And I honestly think that, you know, we've been kind of saying this all offseason, but I think that he could very well lead this team in targets this year and I don't think that's crazy to say and he's going undrafted he's not getting drafted anywhere like I thought by now with all the hype that he's been getting that he would have some sort of ADP nope nobody's drafted him uh, everybody's still out on Brian Edwards and I don't get it the, the dude is going to be a beast and I again like I think he is a dark horse rookie of the year candidate at, at the position that that's saying something with the Jalen Ragers, the Justin Jefferson, C.D. Lambs, Ju, uh, Jerry Judys that are all going in this draft. Henry Ruggs, who's also on his team, 
I, I think Brian Edwards has that that ceiling in him, and I think that he could end up being the best rookie wide receiver year one. I think he's the most polished. I think he's ready. And you know, with Tyrell Williams now going down with a torn labrum, I know he's going to try to play through it. But let's be honest, that is not good news for any wide receiver. It's going to be really tough for him to play through that. So Brian Edwards, this wheels up for Brian Edwards, people. If you're listening to this podcast, you're listening to this on on video. Draft Brian Edwards and thank us later. I'm telling you, this is the easiest draft pick in the, in the later rounds. Like this is a slam dunk for me. Like I don't feel any more confidence about any other player going late than Brian Edwards. Draft Brian Edwards. Thank us later. Win championships. The end. Just draft Brian Edwards and just log off. That's it, right? I, I love the I uh, love the Williams call. Obviously, he's been a, a favorite of ours for for a while now. Edwards. What what else is there to say? With Williams going down, I do expect for him to uh, to have an ADP <laughs> going forward. But it's 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 not like he's going to jump up to any any crazy rate. Like I'd be, I mean, I'd be shocked if he ends up going higher than like wide receiver sixty. Like I think he's just going to be a sleeper through and through, even with all the buzz he's been getting. So like those calls. The only thing with the only thing with Slayton is if just somehow some way. Shepard and Ingram could be healthy. Now you're asking a lot. You're asking a lot from one of those guys, let alone both. But I think that's where some of that hesitancy comes in with uh, with Slayton. But other than that, he he gives that team and that receiving core an element that they do not have. So even if those guys are healthy, he still has something to put him on the outside to play with speed. But I think that's where some of that hesitancy can come in and why his ADP is getting pushed down on top of, like you were saying, with all the running backs that are pushing him down and then all the solid wide receiver options. So just uh, just my point oh two on that. Um, agree to disagree. Um. <laughs> no, I listen, I, I, love, I love Darius Slayton. I think that he... Uh, like I said, I think he's been undervalued. Yes, I think in one uh, he has a role that I'm not worried about anybody taking from him. I think he can be Correct. a more nuanced route runner as well. I don't think he's just simply a deep threat. And I think that people, like I said, just people forget how much of a beast he was last year for somebody that that he was on nobody's radar heading into the season. Like there was nobody. There, if there might have been some, there's always somebody that's hyping up somebody. But he was certainly not on the minds of many people. So whatever he really, I mean, he he popped off week the first time he stepped on the field week three, where I think he had 15 or 16 fantasy points that kind of came out of nowhere and. It just continued like i said like and for a quarter for a team that, that he was playing with a rookie quarterback so i think there's a lot to like here they they improved the offensive line that this team should be better uh this year uh, you know and i think with with also having you know guys like sterling shepherd and having room on the field i think that can only help uh darius slayton with with in terms of coverage and you know not drawing double coverage and, and uh you know being right. focused on simply by him so like i said you know it, it also with the with a healthy saquon Hopefully Saquon's okay. Uh, he did limp off the field today in practice. As soon as I, as soon as I heard that, my my uh, I'm not gonna lie, my uh, my butthole puckered up a little bit. As soon as I heard that, because uh, you know I have some I have some Saquon and some uh, some keeper league. So yeah, I got a little nervous when I heard that one, but it sounds like he's okay. So real quick before I move on to mine, you mentioned you'd kind of be putting him in that wide receiver thirty-ish range. So let's just play a, a little little game of either or. So starting off at wide receiver thirty, AJ Green or Darius Slayton. 31, Jarvis Landry or Darius Slayton? Darius Slayton. Wide receiver th- 32, Tyler Boyd. Tyler Boyd. Mm, my man. I thought you were going to say Darius Slayton just to j- just to try and be a little punk. Uh, 33, a guy that you were also high on. Who would you rather have? This, I'm interested to hear your thoughts on this. Will Fuller or Darius Slayton? 
I would rather have Will Fuller in that situation. I think Will Fuller is being criminally underrun. I think he should be a guy that should be going early, mid-20s. Got it. I yeah, just wanted to get, get your thoughts on there because that's where you said you, you would have him. So the guys I'm going to be bringing to the table, I'm also going to go a little deeper here. I'm going to go Jamison Crowder, wide receiver 46. Jalen Rager. I can't, I can't not say Jalen Rager, right? Wide receiver 50. And Paris Campbell all the way down at wide receiver 68. So my, my case for Jameson Crowder, it's, it's super simple. It's not going to take a lot to, to try and convince you guys of this. Uh, they are projected to be a bad team, both offensively and defensively, but that's still going to play into, into a lot of passing volume. And if there's going to be a lot of passing volume, who the hell is Sam Darnold going to be throwing to? Like, it's going to be Jameson Crowder and Chris Herndon, maybe a little bit of Le'Veon Bell mixed in there. Denzel Mims has been sidelined, I think, for – I think it's been like nine or ten straight practices now with the hamstring injury. Brashad Perriman was banged up with a knee injury. So who, who else is it going to be? Uh, they have the seventh lowest projected win total in 2020. Last year, very quietly, Jameson Crowder was 16th among wide receivers in both targets and receptions. Like I said, they're going to be playing from behind fairly early and often, so that's not something that's going to change next year – or change this year, rather – he was 13th in yards after the catch. It, Crowder isn't going to be anybody that's going to necessarily wow you with his efficiency stats by any means because he's always going to be a, a lower ADOP player. I don't think he has a, you know, he doesn't have double-digit touchdowns in his range of outcomes, I don't think. But he's going to be looking at 120, 130 targets. And with every single position, we want to chase volume. And the fact that you can get someone who maybe has – fringe wide receiver two wide receiver three outcomes in his future for 2020 the fact you can get him as almost a wide receiver five i think that's just a, a massive amount of value for free to be getting him there at 1008 so crowder is someone who i love this year i've always been a, i've always kind of had a soft spot for for crowder and if you look at the the games that Crowder had played with Sam Darnold starting, he was on pace to be wide receiver 20 last year in PPR scoring. So, again, going at wide receiver 46, you just draft him and, and move on. Maybe you use him to pair somebody with someone like a Darius Slayton who has the the higher volatility in his range of outcomes. And Jameson Crowder just going to be that, you know, maybe like a, a discount Jarvis Landry if you want to think about him that way. Uh, Jalen Rager, wide receiver 50, going at 12.02 in ADP right now. This one just makes no sense. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill to me at all whatsoever i've been like expecting his adp to keep ticking up ticking up ticking up and it just isn't happening i don't know if i i i honestly don't understand what's what's going on here he should easily be going in wide receiver three territory and he's going as a wide receiver five which is just bonkers to me he should be going in the single digits at least and you can get him in the 12 in the beginning of the 12th round um 
everything out of camp so far has been super positive for uh, for Reger and the Carson Wentz connection. Really haven't seen anything negative about him at all. Maybe there's been some some down days where he hasn't just completely wowed, but there really hasn't been anything in in any of the reports early on stay giving us any reason to be hesitant to be drafting this guy. I mean the the thing came out today that Greg Ward or over the weekend rather that Greg Ward was kind of his preferred guy so far in camp. But I think that's to be expected given that Rager is a is a rookie and Greg Ward is the one he has the the most experience with out of that receiving core. I mean obviously Deshaun Jackson throughout the training camp last year, but he only lasted till week one. Alshon Jeffrey still not practicing. He's looking like he's going to open up the season on the pop. So I'm like, that's not something that's going to push me away from Rager whatsoever. He's an explosive, dynamic athlete. We all saw how he was just criminally misused at TCU. He's been playing in both three wide receiver and, and two wide receiver sets. They're moving him inside and outside. I think he's just set up to completely smash. Uh, the Eagles have the 14th most difficult schedule according to Sharp Football Stats this year, looking at their opponents' Vegas win totals. But they have the seventh easiest schedule looking at their opponents' uh, pass defense efficiency. So I think it's wheels up for Jalen Rager. I'm super excited about him. And he is my dynasty wide receiver one and my rookie wide receiver one for, for redraft purposes in 2020. The last guy that I'm going to touch on here, I've touched on him a little bit before throughout the season if you've been following along with us, and we appreciate you guys doing that. Paris Campbell, second-year wide receiver, rocking there in Indy with Phillip Rivers. Um, not getting a lot of buzz in terms of his ADP rising. Like I said, wide receiver 68. You can get him in the 19th round, which means for, for most of your redraft leagues, he's going undrafted. So he's not even someone who – I mean, you could technically pick him up off of waivers week one, but I think that would be a mistake to try and let someone else get him. He's definitely someone you need to have on your radar during those last couple of rounds. He only started three games last year, only saw 24 targets. He was banged up. But again, going back to the training camp reports, uh, he seems to be the player that the Colts drafted him to be. He's been he's been impressing early in camps. Uh, T.Y. Hilton has been sidelined, so he's been getting some extra looks and some extra reps. He's going to be playing in the slot. He gives that team an element they do not have. Yes, T.Y. T.Y. Hilton can still get downfield, but he does not have the four three speed that Paris Campbell has. And a, a lot of what we've been seeing out of out of the camp reports with Indy is that they want to get the ball out of Rivers' hands quickly. Even though they have that line in front of him that's going to be able to protect him pretty well, they don't want him holding on to the ball and trying to run around and make plays. So that's just going to fit right into Campbell's game perfectly. Like I said, coming out of the slot, that quick release, that quick hit passing game, that's perfect for Campbell. You just hit him in stride and just let him do damage after the catch. So he's somebody I love specifically because you can get him all the way down in the 19th round of your 2020 NFL drafts. Kev, let's open this up a little bit. Um, are there any names, any any sleeper names you kind of want to touch on quick? Anybody else you think the, the TFA fam needs to have their eyes on and be taking notes and keeping uh, keeping them in their minds for their drafts that are coming up. Well, I think Brandon Ayuk is certainly one. You know, I know he got a little banged up. We'll have to see what, what happens with him. But uh, if, if all the ports come out that he's going to be ready to go week one, that's 14-11 ADP. 
Uh, they get a great matchup week one. So, um, I mean, he's going in the 14th round, basically uh, almost undrafted. Uh, wide receiver 59. I, I, that's way too low. With, with Debo Samuel hurt, Jalen Hurd hurt. I mean, they brought in J.J. Nelson off the street. Um, and I believe Tavon Austin. You know, uh, it's, it could be wheels up for Brandon Ayuk, especially early in the season. So I really like Brandon Ayuk. Again, we'll have to monitor him. Anthony Miller, I think, is going way too low as well at wide receiver 60 just after him. 14-12, I think he's somebody that uh, people should be be taking a look at. Look, we've, we've talked about it. We're going to keep saying it. Is shoot for upside. Like, do not be drafting the the guys that just because you know their names. The Larry Fitzgerald, who's going wide receiver 62, and, you know, Golden Tate, and guys like that. Like, I see a lot of people posting their drafts. Um, you know, in, in certain places, and I, I'll, they're like their draft boards, and you'll see everybody's drafting. Like, if there's all these guys that are littered, where they're taking Golden Tate, and they're taking Larry Fitzgerald because they know their name, because they didn't do enough research before heading into the draft, and so now, I mean, they're not taking these names that they, that they're not doing the research beforehand, and 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 you know looking at these guys and trying to decide who are these winning lottery tickets because that's who you should be looking at. And those are the guys that are, that are going to end up, you hit on one or two of these guys and it's wheels up, right? Your, your, your team, your depth is, is so much better than everybody else's because you were able to nail one of these guys. Let me, let me be honest with you. Golden Tate's not going to do it for you. He's not. Okay, like I'm sure he'll have some usable weeks. I'm sure Larry Fitzgerald will have some usable weeks, but he has a ceiling, and it's a low ceiling. Okay, and that is why I will never mess with one of these guys like a Larry Fitzgerald. Love Larry Fitzgerald, one of the best receivers we've seen over the last 20 years. But he is not the same player anymore. Do not draft him just because you know his name. There are so many guys going down, especially with the way wide receivers being pushed down. There's absolutely no reason whatsoever to mess with these guys. You know, you can even get guys like Steven Sims and LaVishka Chenault, who is starting to hype. Keelan Cole, let's go. Keelan Cole, let's go. Uh, you know, and the guys we mentioned, Paris Campbell, you know, he's going late. Alan Lazard, he could be end up being the number two wide receiver in Green Bay. You know, already mentioned Anthony Miller, Brian Edwards. You know, all, all these dudes are, are the guys you should be taking. Do not, do not, do not. Look, look at me. Look at me. You looking? Okay. Do not draft Larry Fitzgerald. Do not draft Golden Tate. That's all I got to say. Draft our upside. We've given you more than enough guys that you can take here in the later rounds. Win the fucking championship. Let's go. In today's news, we've learned that Kevin hates old people for some reason. I, I think he's just an, an, an ageist. He's just downright mean. Some guys I want to throw out real quick here. Uh, not not necessarily a sleeper, but someone who I think is going too low right now. Marvin Jones, a wide receiver, 36, coming off the boards at 8-11. I just think he should be going higher. In the games where Matt Stafford started last year, so that was through the first nine weeks, Marvin Jones was wide receiver 14, and that was with Kenny Galladay being wide receiver 11 in PPR scoring. Uh, the, the reports out of camp now are Marvin Jones is, is healthy. He's looking good. He's catching everything. So he's someone you should definitely have on your radar in terms of someone who's, you know, again, not not necessarily a sleeper, but someone who's just being undervalued right now. And just for, for whatever reason, even with the, the buzz that he's getting, he kind of just seems to just be sitting there more or less. Henry Ruggs, someone who we kind of slammed a lot throughout the throughout the offseason process and whatever we were doing more more dynasty during the February to, to May months. But if he's going to be sliding into – so I'm kind of projecting outward here. 
if Tyra Williams is ineffective with that torn labrum in his shoulder and that pushes Edwards into an outside role and then that moves Ruggs to, into the slot and they kind of just let Tyra Williams, you know, just kind of be out there and, you know, run downfield and do whatever and kind of just clear out and take up some space. If Henry, if Henry Ruggs is operating out of the slot more often than what he is kind of projected to right now, because right now the the last thing I saw was that they were still holding on to Hunter fucking Renfro as a as a slot option. If they can put Ruggs in the slot and get him on those quick release, free release off of the line of scrimmage and get him in open space with slants and crossers. I like him a lot at, at wide receiver 45. Uh, and then just, just some other guys. I mean, I can't, we can't be sitting here talking about Sammy Watkins as wide receiver 52 and me not at least mention his name uh, today. He and um, Tyreek Hill were both on the, were both on the field and were doing some individual drills. They weren't doing any, uh, any team drills. That was obviously good to see them. You just want exposure to an offense like Kansas City, and with someone like Sammy Watkins, who has who has the the talent that he has at wide receiver fifty two. I'm all about that life. Um, Nikhil Harry got some got some good buzz today. Apparently, he and Cam Newton are starting to build a chemistry there. Nikhil Harry had his best day of camp yet, and he's going at wide receiver fifty eight. And then someone like Alan Lazard, who's apparently locked into that wide receiver two role in Green Bay, he's somebody I like a lot. Again, tied to tied to somebody like Aaron Rodgers, and I don't think they're going to be able to be playing with a lead as often as they were last year. So hopefully, that'll open up some more targets for. The Lazard man. Kev, get us out of here. Well, uh, I would be remiss not to, I forgot to mention McCall Hardman. Why we didn't mention him. Listen, don't draft Sammy Watkins. Draft McCall Hardman. shut up. Take him off your wall. Never. Hit hit that subscribe button in the what right-hand corner of the screen. You should do that. Okay? For excellent, excellent content. For more content like this, for... We're going to be doing Dynasty. We're going to be doing DFS. You play DFS. If you don't play DFS, we can help you. All right, let's start winning some cash. Start, uh, you know, building that bankroll up for the season. Week one, two weeks away. So, like I said, hit that like. Hit that subscribe. Win championships because that's what we're about. We're team championships. All right? We're not about this uh, flimsy take live. We're going to lead you down the right path. And that's all I got to say about that. So, with that, we'll see you again on the next one.
your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill.